Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. Today we are reviewing a movie that I personally have been a bit excited about. Felt like the original film was uh, underrated. Uh, Maybe wasn't some people, some film snobs like my co-host might not have realized that it was a pretty good movie. That is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Look, I really enjoyed the first one, Ty. I told you to watch it. You never did until you had to watch it for this film. Um, and I'm excited because you got to watch both. You got to watch like four hours of Sonic the Hedgehog in a three day span. Yeah, no, it was it was back to back days of Sonic. Um, <laughs> the first one's great. We'll talk about the second one. Not giving nothing away. I I don't think you're alone in enjoying the first one though because this money's make this movie's making stupid money. Yeah, I think it opened like seventy one million or maybe even more than that. Um, it made great money. The first one did. This one, you know, made great money. Spoilers, as always, they're going to make more. They already teased the next one. I'm not sure if you stuck around for that, <laughs> yeah, Ty. Yeah. Um, this is a franchise in the making, and it just makes sense because it's a video game. I'll, I'll get more on my, my logic when we get later in the show. Um, yeah, let's get into it. 50% of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't feel so good. Oh. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Okay, before we jump into Sonic, let's talk about another movie or another show that has multiple personalities tied because Jim Carrey had multiple personalities. Oh. Maybe not in this, but in other movies. Yeah. The Mask. That's 100%. Um, Moon Knight. Episode three, we've touched on it every week on the podcast to open things up. Um, conversations maybe not as deep as other MCU shows because, as we've mentioned, speculation or whatnot is not fully there. Um, but this one was a it, it was a turn in the series, um, and I, I like how they're doing this. It's a creative way to put together a series, whereas the first two episodes we kind of had things from Stephen Grant's perspective, and it was like him discovering like, oh my god, I got this alternate real alternate personality, which I feel like he kind of did know didn't know discovers moon knight all that and then this kind of rewinds the clock to mark specter and we're kind of getting the origin story of this version of steven um really interesting way to go about it and i liked how they did it it's something you probably couldn't really do in a movie but in a series it plays great oh yeah no it's been working fantastic um you know you see the other side of it and you get to watch the badass do the badass things rather than just blacking out and skipping that part being very (laughs) confused i like seeing the cool shit yeah yeah, um, for sure. The, the story's progressing with the, you know, we get some Egyptian gods in this one, or people, but yeah, they're Egyptian yeah. gods. Yeah. It's interesting how they work in mythology into, like, Marvel, which, I mean, obviously Thor is mythology as well, but it's just, like, crazy. Like, I was thinking about that when I was watching episode three, like, the grand scheme of the MCU, because it still takes place in the MCU. This feels the most, like, MCU-detached property we've had in a long time the only thing that i felt like has connected it up until this point is they dropped madripoor the name of the city madripoor in this episode i see i didn't even fucking catch that yeah no (laughs) they said something she the wife was in madripoor or something which Mm -hmm. is you know the city from falcon and the winter soldier Mm -hmm. 
that's the only thing I've seen so far that connects it whatsoever. Yeah, it's it's extremely disconnected, and it's just I was thinking like, oh, it's weird how like if you really think about it, like you have the MCU and you have things like the Eternals, who in theory are supposed to be made from like the Celestials and everything, but then you have these Egyptian gods, and then you have Thor, who's a god, and it's just obviously you don't want to overthink it. In comics, that's all it really is is just combining a bunch of myth- mythologies and creating your own, but. It's interesting how that kind of plays into all of it. Yeah, they're just like, if it exists, we're counting it. <laughs> like Everything's pl- in play here. Um, but the way the series has been structured, it, it seems like the first two episodes, like we said, is going to be, um, you know, from Steven's point of view, these next two episodes are kind of going to be, I feel like, the origin story. I think next season we're going to get more of the... Because we left off on a certain point where it seems like Steven has control of the body, but I don't know, he was kind of dead. I don't know. the what, What's the god's name that was his avatar? Can Conchu, Conchu, he gets you know imprisoned and everything, and we haven't got the full explanation of why Stephen doesn't know who he is or doesn't know that he he has Mark because in this he very much knows who Mark is. He very much knows who Kenoshu, whatever his name is, Conchu, Conchu is, and so something obviously happened where it wiped his memory and everything that you know in between. So I feel like next episode we're gonna get more of that explanation. I think you said last week that next episode is kind of the what the fuck episode. Yeah. And then the five and six will kind of be where the, the two storylines, I don't want to say intersect, but we kind of come back to uh, modern day, I guess you could say in the, in the moon Knight storyline to well, get the, the conclusion. I will say they threw something out there this episode that teases okay. another personality. Okay. Did they? Yeah. So when he's, he's like blacking out and Mark comes back and he's like stabbing the kid before he drops him off the cliff. Mm-hmm. He was like, what the fuck, Steven? Why did you do this? And Steven's saying, that wasn't oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the comics, he has a third personality called Jake. Jake. <laughs> Jake Lockley. Jake Lockley? Yeah. Steven Grant, Mark Spector, Jake Lockley. How do you spell that? Uh, Jake, J-A-K-E, Lockley, L-O-C-K-L-E-Y. Okay, it was mostly Lockley I was trying to spell. <laughs> um. Okay, do you know any any information about this Jake Lockley or do I have to do some research real quick? Yeah, no, I don't I don't know anything about him, truthfully. Okay, uh this is according to LeagueComicsGeeks.com character forward slash character forward slash nine eight two six forward slash Jake dash Lockley. Uh Moon Knight, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, and Jake Lockley, four different aspects of the same man who was resurrected by Konshu, the Egyptian lunar god of vengeance and justice to serve as his avatar. Read more. Um that's it. <laughs> it just that's just your teaser. It it doesn't really say anything about the character himself. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That is, yeah. I didn't realize. Like, well, you know, that did happen. I didn't really think too much of it. Um. Yeah. How how is he going to be set up in this? Shit. Maybe the freaking sixth and fifth and sixth episode is from Jake Lockley's point of view. Jack Lockley. I don't know. It's Jake. Is it Jake? Yeah. It's Jake. Oh, see, I googled Jack Lockley. That's probably why I didn't. Get I literally myself. spelt the name for you. <laughs> Letter by letter. Um, yeah, I, it's, that's where I'm like, I don't know if we find out the reason Steven doesn't remember anything is because whatever happened, Mark created him very recently, mm-hmm. and everything's fake, and there is no past or origin story for Steven. It's you're another version of me. I'm the original version. You were created. You know, like I said before, the, the phone calls to his mom aren't going to be real. Yeah. All that kind of shit. He's going to find out. And then with finding out, we're going to get this third aspect of it. I wonder if he comes with another suit. Because in the breakdown, it said four personalities of Moon Knight, which is like Moon Knight being one of the personalities. Yeah. Not how it works in in this show so far. <laughs> Their um, one suit is tied to one person. Yeah. Um, Jake Lockley is, he is a cab driver who is very good at blending in with dangerous people. He uses his skills and profession to gather intel that could be useful for the mercenary Mark Spector. Oh, Fuck yeah. Um, I don't know. So it says that in this article that Steven potentially spent years of his life without learning about Mark Spector. Did they set it up that he's been living for years? I don't think they've really set it up. How long it's been. Yeah. It's, I think it was fairly open-ended. Um, I mean, obviously he had a job and was settled down, so you can imagine it was for a little while. Well, she mentioned, his wife mentioned that, what am I going to tell them when they were like pre- pretending that he, they just got home from their honeymoon or whatever. Uh-huh. So what are we going to tell them that you work in a gift shop, which obviously he does work in a gift shop. The Stephen Grant does. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
and also in in the first two episodes they mentioned you know Khonshu mentioned something about the the deal the arrangement that um he wouldn't find out that steven so many fucking different names are getting confused <laughs> that steven wouldn't figure out about this like that was part of the agreement so what is that agreement i don't know and there was also there was a subtle thing in episode two that i forgot to mention last podcast is when they were naming that poem uh steven like and the girl kind of knew it like you know they they recited it together kind of deal like i was thinking are they pulling like a um what movie was that with ryan reynolds taika watiti free guy are they pulling a free guy where mark Spector created this stephen grant personality that's kind of based off his wife and they're like similar and that's why they oh. both know the same poem that's just what i was thinking i don't think so but i like where i like the brain juices flowing there i don't know i there's a lot to find out and everyone they did the four episode preview for all the like the critics and stuff mm-hmm. everyone has said episode four is when shit gets fucking crazy mm-hmm. i imagine they release amit Am- amit is that the tomb they're going for something like that she judges everyone and kills them if they're sin i imagine if she sin in the future yeah i imagine she gets released mm-hmm. and we just get full-on moon knight being a fucking badass and what are we gonna do to fix this maybe we get a bit a little bit of jake lockley after that trying to fix it yeah I'm excited. I, it's been very, very fun to watch so far. Um, it's again, it's so disconnected from the MCU. It's hard to imagine or think of ways this can tie in because nothing else in the past has really tied into this up until this point. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just reading like the Moon Knight Marvel fandom wiki, and there's something about Mephisto in here. I wonder what they're saving Mephisto from because obviously everyone's been fucking <laughs> waiting for that. Um, yeah, it just it's everything about Mr. Lockley says it's pretty much about um he's a cab driver and he gets intel from people and he developed a network of informants including the homeless Bernard Crawley, diner owner Gina Landers and her two sons Ricky and Ray. Oh. Uh Moon Knight had to fake his own death when Osborne sent his thunderbolts to kill him. After that he fled to Mexico using the name Jake Lockley for a while. He eventually met up with the Punisher. And are we ever going to see the Punisher in the MCU? I don't know, man. What are the rights with the Punisher? Who owns those? They 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 made the Marvel TV show about it. Was that a, a like an actual MCU owns it? Yeah, it was the Netflix that, shows. Okay, see, I was like sure. Daredevil and Jessica yeah. Jones and all that. Right, Punisher show. He's very Bernthal. popular back in the day. Very popular. John Bernthal was the Punisher, though. I don't I don't know if I like that. Fucking love John Bernthal. I will not accept no John Bernthal slander <laughs> on this podcast. He was just in a movie reviewed, wasn't he? Didn't he play like the lead role of a movie we just watched? King Richard, he was in it. Yeah, he was the tennis coach. Yeah, fuck of. yeah. He was so good in that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm excited for episode four, and four, five, and six in Moon Knight. It's getting good. Um, Should be fun. It's so detached. And, of course, we're going to get Blade in a post credit scene at the end. Million percent. I mean, we got to get some sort of tie-in, and I'm... Very confident it's Blade or Game of Thrones dude with his sword from Eternals. Or do we see the one girl from all the other MCU shows and Moon Knight's going to be part of these Secret Avengers or whatever the fuck they're doing? What one girl? Uh, for Julie Lou Dreyfus character. I don't know. Oh, I forgot that was a thing they set up. <laughs> They've been setting up. I completely forgot about that. I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see. I, I like this story and I don't want to just like force feed it into the mcu kind of canon but it will be interesting to see how they incorporate this multi-personality character and everything and like finding an excuse for him to be part of the mcu in some capacity it'll be bitching he's gonna be so yeah i however they tie it in whether it's team-ups like the mcu is not gonna have a standalone character be quote-unquote part of the franchise and not tie in and cross over with other things so yeah um we'll see what direction they head but i'm just excited for the story they're telling now jay what about the story of Sonic, Ty? Do you have a synopsis for us? Oh, the story of Sonic. I, I fucking had it ready, man, and now I don't know where I, what I did with it. Found it, found it, found it. After settling in Green Hills, Sonic is eager to prove that he has what it takes to be a true hero. His test comes, comes when Mr. Robotnik returns with a new partner, Knuckles, in search of a myst- mystical emerald that has the power to destroy civilizations. Sonic teams up with his own sidekick, Tails, and together they embark on a globe-trotting journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. It has grossed $158 million worldwide thus far. It, it released on April 8th, five days. That's just according to Wikipedia. It's already made more than its budget. Good for them. Um, 
look, like I said, I was excited for this. Video game movies aren't good. Like we've talked, we've I think we've talked about it. We've done a, a ranking or something on the podcast before about it. But like Mortal Kombat, like even this new one, we probably gave it a higher score than it deserved because it was the second movie back in theaters. Yeah. Um. You know, you think of the original Mortal Kombat. The first one's kind of like this one. Okay. The second one's horrible. Um, the Rampage, The Rock movie, bad. I mean, we'll see how the new animated Mario Bros. movie is with Chris Pratt, but I know they made one in the 90s that was atrocious. I've yeah. never seen it, but I've Fuck heard yeah. horrible things about it. Um, Detective Pikachu, okay. Only other one that's really been all right. Yeah, but that was, like, different. It's almost like they used a video game property, but it wasn't like a – I don't know. It was different. He was a fucking detective. <laughs> and – is Pokemon was Pokemon a video game first or a show first or a card no, game first? No fucking clue. <laughs> like no fucking clue. I, I don't know what it or, or originated as. In um, in Detective Pikachu's defense, have you ever played Sonic? Yes. It's just like Super Mario Bros. You're just going left to the right. It's just well, like a scroller. Yes. So he's I, got the cool fucking powers and he spins around and shit. Yes. He's definitely not a hero saving the city. Yeah, for sure. Playing baseball. Well, I, I've so I've played, I've played a little bit of like the old school side scrollers, but I've more so played. Well, I had like an old when I was younger. I had an old Sonic game that had like all the old Sonics on one disc, one of those kind of deals. Fuck yeah! But I also played a lot of those like three D like Sonic games where you would like kind of go through the city or whatever. Played a lot of those too when I was a kid. Nice. Never like played Sonic. those. Um, I think Pokemon first came as a, uh, yeah, a video game. So, so it counts. Yeah, video game movie. I guess it does. Um, but I was excited for this. It kind of lived up to my expectations of exactly what I thought it was. It's getting received amazingly, I think, for a movie of this um, this you know caliber. It's got 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very good for this kind of movie. 97 audience, which is the most important thing as far as they're concerned. And, of course, they are setting up a sequel, and it's going to be a franchise. We'll see how many fucking Sonic movies there is, Ty. There might be six. I, I wouldn't be – as long as there's more Sonic people to pull canon from and introduce new Sonic versions of Sonic, mm-hmm. we're going to keep getting them. I will say, I'm not familiar with Sonic lore. Okay. Do you know if there's any other characters? So, uh, spoiler from here on out, of course, always spoilers, but just another warning. They tease Shadow at the end. Yeah. I knew who Shadow was. Yep. Outside of that, isn't there like a... I'm thinking like, a girl Sonic, right? There is a girl Sonic, yes. She's um, like pink? Yeah. What's her name? I don't know, but I see a picture of her. <laughs> Amy Rose. It is, it is Amy Rose. I want to say there's a kind of like a Mecha Godzilla, isn't there? Like a Mecha Sonic, <laughs> like a robot Sonic. I got you here, Jay. <clears throat> Are you reading the list of Sonic villains? List of Sonic head the Hedgehog characters. Okay. We have Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Thank you. We have Doctor Eggman. We have Miles Tails Prower. Okay. It's his official government name. <laughs> okay. okay. Amy Rose. We do have a Metal Sonic. I s- told you. Knuckles the Akinda. Ak- Fang the Sniper. That would be pretty cool. Is he like the crocodile looking guy? Um, He's a weasel. Oh. (laughs) Gerbil wolf hybrid. I look up a picture of him. Chaotix. Vector the crocodile. That's who I'm thinking of. Espio the chameleon. Charmy B. Mighty the armadillo. This feels like a, like a, what is the, the six Spider-Man villains? Sinister six. Sinister six of Sonic. We just get a whole team up of different animals okay shout out to barstool there's a big the cat <laughs> okay um yeah it's th- there's actually a lot shadow shadow finally appears maria robotnik oh that's probably i'm if i had to guess i feel like she's gonna get introduced in some way because jim carrey announces retiring from acting yeah yeah um i'm trying to look at like List of, like, the most iconic Sonic villains. I mean, you already named a lot of them, just so I can see a picture. Yeah, so Eggman, Metal Sonic. Boom Shadow? Is that his name? Boom Shadow? Boom Shadow? That's what this picture says. There's a Super Sonic. Sleet. Coconuts. Okay, what is this? I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of Sonic villains, so they can make as many movies as they want out of this tie. I I just, I'll be honest, I didn't realize there's that many Sonic villains. Or characters, just in general. What about Black Doom? Black Doom? That's pretty pretty dark. Yeah, there's Metal Sonic. There's uh, Jet the Hawk. Fuck yeah. Yep. 
So is Knuckles a villain in the in the original series? I don't remember. <sighs> I, I'm I mean, not... he's obviously a good guy now. Yeah. He's kind of a fucking beast, though. Like, who's going to stop him? Who's going to slow down Knuckles? Sonic. Sonic did. Sonic did it. I guess you're right. They just, they just, Sonic's the fucking guy. So, Everyone's power level is rated at Sonic and below. So, yeah, he is a uh, Sonic's former rival and close friend, according to his Wikipedia page. Feels like they very much stuck to the canon in this story. Rivals yeah. turned turned uh, allies. Best friends. Um, I will say about plot slash story before we get into the actual scores, um, how do you feel about them just kind of like taking the Infinity Stones and just turning them into a, an emerald? It's pretty sick. Um, did someone in the, the cutting room floor, they had to have mentioned that. Like, hey, guys, this is eerily similar to like the thing that Marvel just did. I'm, yeah, maybe, but I feel like they're like we don't we don't really give a shit. <laughs> like this is what we're doing. We're gonna have all these stones come together. It's gonna be all powerful. It's gonna be fucking cool. And they're just like ah, and they're like it's meant for fucking kids. Fair, fair. And then Sonic obviously becomes like a mega fucking god. And yeah, we got like says, super. We got Super Saiyan Sonic. And then he just says, "Fuck this. I don't want to be like this. Yeah, I'm a beast." How about Knuckles just like putting the the gem back together? <laughs> I, I don't get it, but he's just like, you know, I'm fucking, <laughs> this is what I can do. Yeah, do they still have the fucking, the little gems in them? Yeah. The stones? Because I thought they flew up in the sky. They did, but those things just wherever they needed to be for the plot. <laughs> plot slash story, Ty. You got anything else about the movie before we jump into the let's, patent pending movie ranking scale? Let's talk about it. We'll bring it up in the scale. You know what? Actually, before we get into this movie. Okay. Sorry. Just what what do you think of the first Sonic? Your first viewing experience at home. What were your expectations versus reality? Um, expectations versus reality were about dead on. I expected oh. it to just kind of be a, a fun little little go of it. Nothing incredible. A lot of Jim Carrey. Yeah. That's exactly what you get. <laughs> yeah. You get a lot of Jim Carrey. You get Sonic. It's it's kind of buddy cop humor mm-hmm. going on. The Sonic character is a bit ridiculous, but it's fun. Yeah, I appreciated the baseball aspect <laughs> of it. I needed more baseball. Mm-hmm. Um. No, it was a good movie. I liked how they did it. I liked the buddy cop aspect. I think Jim Carrey was very good. And I told you, vintage Jim Carrey. Yeah, they were, they were just like, just do your thing in the first one. And he was yeah. like, all right, I'm going to fucking do this. I mean, this one too. I mean, he kind of just did his thing as well. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, it makes for a fairly entertaining, easy-to-watch movie. And I feel like that's all they're going for here. Yeah, and the reason why I think it made so much money and it's going to continue to make so much money is I was, t- I was like telling Rye this. It's, just, it's like... It's such an easy movie for people to buy tickets for because you have children who are going to want to watch it just because it's Sonic and it's animated and it's, you know, kid humor. Yeah. But then you have the old generation of maybe, like, gamers who played Sonic and they want to watch it. Like, this time around, I didn't have this audience, but the first time around, when they showed Tails in the post credit scene, I don't know if you watched the post credit scene when you watched it at home. I did. It got a fucking pop, like a Marvel pop, Ty. Yeah? Because me and Rai went, like, the day it opened or something, and, like, there was a lot. Like, there's people wearing Sonic shirts and shit. Like, it was... Fuck yeah. I didn't realize Sonic had this kind of following, and there was a pop. That's that's what I like to fucking hear. I was like, that's pretty sick. Um, So you get that crowd, and then you get the people like my dad who's going to want to watch this movie because he just fucking loves Jim Carrey, and it's just Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey. (laughs) And it's not... It's funny for everyone, and it's a, a decent enough story just to stay somewhat invested in, and it's just... I don't know. They, they they cracked a recipe. It'll be interesting to see how it does without Jim Carrey because that's kind of a big part of it, I think, at least of its success thus far. Oh, for sure. Uh, I, I will say we fall into this very, very small sweet zone of not really made for us. <laughs> like Sonic before us, Jim Carrey movies a little before us, but like we still saw a lot of them growing up. But And then the kids yeah. were past that point. Just felt like it wasn't made for us, and I still had a good time with it. <laughs> Plot slash story, Ty. What did you give this film? Plot slash story. Look, it's a children's movie. You don't got to be very... It's a family movie. Let's it's, a family, it it's a family movie. You don't got to be very on top of everything and whatnot. Yeah. With that being said, I gave it an 11. Okay, I gave it a 10. Okay. Um, now, I want to get your take on this. Yeah. What was your opinion? Because I, like I feel like you're going to have one or two opinions and it's going to be... Opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. What was your opinion on the whole fake wedding subplot for that 15 minutes? I thought it was kind of funny. Okay, me too. I kind of enjoyed it. I originally had this at a 9 and bumped it up a point for that subplot. Completely useless. Could so have, unnecessary. Could have taken it out of the movie completely. This was a two-hour movie. The first one was an hour and 40 minutes. You could have taken that whole part out. 
and it wouldn't have changed the film really at all. Yeah, you could have had him come to Hawaii or whatever. Like, you could have done that whole they could have just been, phase. They could have just been on vacation. I feel like the only reason they needed the wedding in Hawaii and the reason they were on vacation in Hawaii is to get the, the sister back. Yeah. The the aunt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like she was a – I feel like people liked her in the first one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not one of those people. Just hand up. <laughs> okay. But I feel like people did like her. Um, I was – Honestly, surprised by it. I didn't see it coming. I thought he was just going to ruin the wedding, whatever, and then they were just going to have their all sad, typical, you know, everyone's mad at Sonic, no one's going to help him, he's got to be a hero and win everyone back. Yeah. But no, it was like, this is a fake wedding, and now no one cares about ruining the wedding, and you have her going bridezilla mode, and I, I thought it was funny. Like I thought, I was like, I did not see that coming, and that was an unneeded, unnecessary addition slash twist, but I was fine with it. <laughs> now, I would say, if we were more locked in knowing what we were trying to get you know out of this if we weren't just like hey family movie we're trying to dissect it huge giveaway that he's an undercover cop because all that man does is play cops on tv shows (laughs) (laughs) he's in criminal minds he's he's the star of swat on cbs who was oh my god ty we reviewed a movie where someone did this Uh, he was the police chief his police chief guy i don't remember what we reviewed it but look up look up NCIS police chief. <laughs> okay. And it's the guy, he just only plays police chiefs. And God damn it if he isn't great at it. Continue with this guy's role. He just, yeah, criminal minds, uh, SWAT, he does a bunch of other stuff, uh, seat filler, half and half mode. Maybe I just know him from SWAT. I just see him on commercials nonstop for the, the just daytime TV sh- show SWAT. I can't talk. Is he the... Old Spice guy? Because that's how I thought I knew him. No. <laughs> okay. Incorrect. <laughs> um, who was... Okay, this is going to bug the shit out of me, Ty. Who the fuck was the the movie reviewed where he played a cop? Was it The Little Things? Yeah. Had to have been. I don't know if it was. No, because D- Denzel was the cop in that movie, I think. No, but Denzel was the cop. He was the police chief. Because that's all he fucking does is play crooked police chiefs. I, I know what other movie he's in. He's in Ride Along. <laughs> he's in Ride Along as Police Chief. I'm 100% sure of it. Okay. Ride Along, scrolling down Oh, here. Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill as fucking Lieutenant Brooks. Okay, yep. This is the guy who- Law-abiding citizen. That's what we talked about him when we reviewed Law-abiding citizen, I think. Hold on here, though. Blue Miracle, High Tide, Troubled Waters, Big Ugly. Fuck, was he not in that? No, it doesn't look like it. Damn. He's in Ride Along, though. Yeah. Manders is great. He was a great fucking police chief. <laughs> Detec- or, or detective. Yeah, he's in NCIS. He either plays like a detective, a lieutenant. Uh, there's another one here. Chief. Yeah. He's a high-ranking w- official. Warden. He played a warden. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, We've talked about this guy before, but this is fucking great. Okay, that's what it reminded me of. So that's what this, this actor who played the fake husband um yeah i didn't realize he had a background of playing only cops i i'm gonna be honest with you i'm looking at it he doesn't he's been in like two cop shows but i just see his face plastered over everything watching daytime tv for the show swat (laughs) and i should have seen this coming and i was disappointed in myself oh man i don't know what i know him from i guess just seeing his face on posters yeah cbs for the hit tv show swat Oh, man, that's fucking funny. Um, and then, of course, they fall back in love again, whatever. But, no, in terms of the overall plot, like, it was very basic kids movie. I mean, some of the shit didn't really make sense. It's a video game. It doesn't have to make perfect sense. Um, yeah. Just the fine. Just the Robotnik and how easy it was for him to get back. And then the, oh, she left me a message. What is it? 30 seconds later, we're on our way to the hidden message. We figured it out. <laughs> there was yeah. nothing. He's just had it with him for years, and he's just like, Huh, there's something here. <laughs> Boom, figured it out. It's glowing. I'm getting a hologram owl. Yeah. Um, that's fine. It's a kid's movie. They weren't trying to make it this mystery and trying to figure out what the secret was. It was, here's the secret. Let's get on with the story. You know what part of this film actually does bug me a little bit? Talk to me. There's multiple scenes in this movie where Sonic, Tails, maybe not some, well, Tails can still go fast, but Sonic, Tails, or Knuckles are running, but they're just like jogging. Like, like when they're running out of the temple. Why aren't they fucking using their super spot yeah. sonic speed? Yeah. Or like no, when it's, the, it's super pick and choose when he goes f- fast. Or they have, like, some cool, like, slow motion scenes. Like the scene in the temple where they're fighting. And it's like they did the thing where it's, like, slow motion but sped up. That way you know they're going super fast kind of deal. 
and they're doing all that super quick and everything, but then you let Knuckles just get hit by a car. <laughs> like in the first scene. That's like I'm in the first movie. There's the bar fight, and we kind of get like the, the Quicksilver scene from the X-Men yep, movies. exactly. Where everyone's frozen, and he has so much time to do everything. That's exactly And in this one, is. he's like, something's falling under that door. Will I make it in time? <laughs> like, you were just faster than fucking time itself, like two two hours of this movie ago. I was also upset, and you could just say that Sonic was purposely going slower, which is fine. I'll, I'll accept that explanation. But I was a little upset that he's supposed to be the fastest, and then when they're all running at Dr. Robotnik, mm-hmm. or Eggman, I'm just going to call it Eggman, at the end, that they're all running the same speed. No, oh, but see, you weren't paying attention because they were running the same speed, and then Sonic would be like, pew, and fuck something up, and then be right back in line. Like he showed, we're quick, I'm quicker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Throw some respect on my man's name. Fair enough. Oh, man. I just, and also, like, plot slash story, again, just family movie. You just accept it. Like, you have this Knuckles who's trained his whole life and is, like, supposed to be this crazy, insane warrior, and Sonic's untrained. And, like, he literally beats him pretty much to a death the first two times they fight. And then the third time, Sonic gets the best of him. Yeah. Like, he's just like, oh, Sonic's learned everything. He's good. He's chilling now. It was I also love how he uses his super speed. Just gets caught. The first time they meet, he's just like, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Never uses that ability again. <laughs> he's just beating your ass. You don't think maybe you should catch him? <laughs> I don't know. Just letting it slide. It's an 11. It's not getting any points higher than me. It does what it needs to do to tell a fun enough story. Yeah, I agree. Visual slash cinematography. So this same thing, it had a certain score and it actually got a minus for a very specific scene. It finished with a 13 for me. Mm, gave it a 12. Okay. Um, look, I think if you look back at the original version of what Sonic was supposed to look like in these films, it makes everything look way better in retrospect. So terrifying. Um, but for the most part, like, I think they do a decent job with the animation integrated. (laughs) I just looked it up the picture. It's so fucking bad, dude. How did that fucking clear into a trailer? (laughs) Thank God. Like, I'm actually happy that it got so much backlash and they changed it. <laughs> it's so bad. Because if they didn't, we might not have gotten, a, like, a franchise. Yeah, number two doesn't get made. And I, I enjoy these movies. Like, they're just dumb, fun movies. Um, Do you see the one still with him standing still with the rockets coming around him? Where it shows his whole body design? It's, uh, it's so bad. It's so creepy. It, it gives off Jim Carrey and the Grinch vibes. Oh, thank God it got, um, it got you know, so much criticism. They got bullied into changing it. No, but I think they did a good job of integrating the animation with kind of like the live action. I thought they did a pretty good job at that. I thought some of the scenes were cool, the way they integrated his speed and everything. My complaints were, I mean, obviously it's not over the moon visuals, which keeps it from getting a high score. Some of the green screen was kind of obvious, like when they're on the mountainside. Very obvious green screen. Yeah, or green. when the, the snow is coming into the wedding and it's like the ring portal. Yeah. It looks so bad. Yeah. Um, that didn't look good. And what gave it a minus point for me was not the entire time he has the emerald in his green, but the moment that Eggman grabs the emerald and like it all goes black around him. Some of the worst green screen cgi i think i've seen in a big budget movie it's very quick like it's one scene of him grabbing it and then everything kind of going crazy and dark around him it looks so bad it looked like it was in the 90s i don't know if you picked that up it was very quick it was really bad and i was like minus one point right there just for that five sec two second moment yeah that looks bad and then when he's becoming the giant Eggman and like getting all the metal and everything together for it just so bad cgi yeah it looks like shit yeah also, just that whole robot, it looks, it doesn't look real. And he's supposed to be, like, the real character. He's not supposed to be the animated character. Yeah. That giant robot looks very, like, it t- was taken from the same animated world as Sonic and brought to live action. <laughs> yeah, fair. It's not a good look. Well, it was, the shape of the robot was the shape of, like, the original Dr. Eggman, so. Yeah. There's that how about us. how about Dr. Robotnik getting back from like uh being on the Mushroom Island and his logo already having the dirty mustache? <laughs> he didn't have that in the first one. But his his was Stone? Agent Stone, I think. Or is that just the Rock's name? Or was that the Rock's name that also <laughs> You're confusing the fuck out of me. <laughs> when he's on the mushroom planet oh, and he has the the physical the rock, rock not thinking, Dwayne Johnson. I was like not Dwayne Johnson. Why are we talking about Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> yes, yes. Stone, Stone yes. is the real life person of that. Also named Stone, the guy who makes his coffee. Oh, I don't remember. 
I don't remember his actual name. I think with how long it took me to explain this, I very easily could have like just scrolled down <laughs> and found it. Um, yeah, Agent, Agent Stone. Stone. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't remember what my point was on him. <laughs> About the dirty mustache logo? Oh, yeah. He was just on top of it. He had the logo <laughs> ready to go when he got back and had to change a look. Well, I mean, he had the fake fucking coffee shop that instantly turned into a fucking thing for him. And he's still around. As you can see, Jim Carrey's probably done. But Agent Stone is still around. So Agent Stone will probably find Shadow because I looked it up like... Shadow was an experiment by Dr. Robotnik's, like, grandpa or whatever, and it got stored, you know, in the ice, whatever. Gotcha. But I like – did you like how they left it open for Jim Carrey to return in case he ever is like, hey, I'm not out of retirement yet. I yeah. want another $2 Couldn't million find the body. payday. Yeah. Couldn't find the body. If they could easily Fast and Furious their way back into Jim Carrey being back in this. I mean, that that's not Fast and Furious. You see the dead body, I think, in Fast and Furious. <laughs> She's dead. She's fully dead, and then they just retcon it. It would have been better if they would have done the Sonic way. Yeah, you're probably right, Ty. You're probably right. I had something else with visuals. Well, just, I just don't remember. Just the character of Shadow going back to plot. Mm-hmm. Like, they have no idea that this creature even remotely exists before he explodes at the baseball field explosion, right? And the first yeah, one. like, uh, Just so. no idea. Yeah. And then they're just like, hey, we were working on like a fucking clone of him 60 years ago. We just guessed and nailed it. Well, in the comics, it's or the comics, in the uh, I'm sure there's actually Sonic comics. Yeah. Um, in the games, like I said, I think it's Doctor Eggman's grandpa. Which I don't. It's been a while since I've seen the first one. What is Eggman's backstory in this? Is He's, he a billionaire? Is that what it is? Just some crazy scientist with government funding. That's they're right. Like, yeah, we need to, we need to bring him in to do the job, and they're like Robotnik. That's right. He can't they, be trusted. They hired Robotnik to pretty much catch Sonic. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. I just it did very much implied that Sonic has never been seen before or anything like him, and then they're just like, "Hey, we got a color changed version of him from like sixty years ago, chilling in a lab." <laughs> well, maybe they don't know what it is yet. She just said it's like a, I don't know. Also, how about James Marsden um, playing volleyball and pretending to be a nerd, despite the fact that he's just jacked? I know they. <laughs> he's aggressively an athlete. Well, that was the part where I noticed that the other guy was extremely jacked because they both flexed. Yeah. And it was like James Marsden like had big muscles, and then they looked tiny compared to the the other guy. They didn't look tiny enough for what they were trying to imply, though. Hey, he's from a small Montana town. Yeah, Idaho. Yeah. He hasn't ever played volleyball before. Okay. Um, I don't just know where the city is. S- some background on S- Shadow the Hedgehog, Ty, um, if you want a character description. He's an anthropo... <laughs> <laughs> anthro... <laughs> right off the rip. <laughs> Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Okay. the attribute of human trait. I don't know what that means. Um, what is anthropomorphic? Black Hedgehog appearing in Sega's Sonic the Hedgehog series of platform games. He first appeared in 2001, blah, blah, blah. Um, in the games, he is depicted as a mysterious, sharp-witted, and brooding anti-hero. So he'll be the villain and then become friends with them at the yeah. end. Um, they're building up a dream team. They're building gonna, up the Avengers We're going to have Sonic. the Avengers of Sonic, then we're going to have the fucking Sinister Six of all those different <laughs> animal villains. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are they going to try to make villain movies like Sony? Are we going to get a fucking <laughs> crocodile movie? <laughs> Where he just faces off against an alligator. (laughs) Um, While his ultimate goal is to protect the world from danger, he dislikes humanity. And once he has a set goal, he does whatever it takes to accomplish it. So it's going to be the classic, like... The Ultron. Humans' worst enemies themselves. No more humans. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Although a loner, Shadow collaborates with treasure hunter Rogue the Bat and renegade robot E-123 Omega, which was uh, created by Robotnik, I believe. Um, in games such as Sonic Hero, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Sonic Forces, Shadow allies with Sonic in some games, but also does so with Dr. Eggman in, Shan- in Sonic Adventure 2 and Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah. I don't know what his abilities are. Is he fast? I don't know. Justin Leeper of Game Radar Plus said that if Sonic was Superman, Shadow would be his Batman. That's just not getting me excited for Shadow, let me tell you. <laughs> They're going to fucking stop fighting because their mom has the same name. Um, th- <laughs> the characters control simil- similarly in games as both share skills oh, and I got ability you. to run at great speeds. Okay. I, I got you. Oh, I fucking went past it. Immortality. <laughs> wow. Okay. Super speed, super strength, enhanced durability, enhanced jump, enhanced stamina, extreme acrobatic skills and reflexes, indomitable will. Indomitable will. That's I like the, that. It's the last thing listed. 
Um, he also can use Chaos Emeralds, speaking of Emeralds, to perform Chaos Control, allowing him to distort time. And <laughs> So his... <laughs> I love this ability. His Chaos Emeralds allow him to distort time and create weapons like spears. <laughs> <laughs> Just the most advanced science you've ever seen. And the weapons caveman used. <laughs> the weapon you created when we went to San Diego when we were 12 years old. You just need a fucking branch and a knife. And also we can distort time. Oh, man. So, yeah, he was uh, created by Professor Gerald Robotnik through genetic engineering as part as part of an experiment to cure his granddaughter, Maria, from a deadly illness. So that'll be Robotnik's sister, probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Oh, the mil- the Guardian Units of Nations gun. That's a thing in the games as well that they mentioned in this. The what? The Guardians Units of Nations. Oh, yeah. That That is referenced. <laughs> key elements. Let's move on to key elements. <laughs> Getting side, sidetracked. Look, Ty. I think this checked almost all the boxes it wanted to check. Um, I think it maybe could have been better. I mean, I don't want to give it a full-ass fucking 20. I gave it an 18. Look, this category sometimes easy to get high scores in, but I think this movie is exactly what it wanted to be, and that is why it has not only a better score than the original, but is making a shit ton of money. Yeah, I gave it a 17. Um, I think I think if I had to go back, Sonic 1 gets like an 18. Okay. I think it does it a little bit better. With Counterpoint, like the, the, this one has knuckles and tails. D- very true. <laughs> but I like Sonic. I like Jim Carrey more in the first one. Yeah, that's I like fair. the playfulness and the comedy and how that rolls compared to how... Don't get me wrong. This one's still fun and a great watch. I think they just did a little bit better. I think you just have the extra characters and the fan service that works well. You have Robotnik actually looking like Robotnik mm-hmm. as opposed to like the slim fucking clean mustache of the first one. Like, I feel like they do a lot more fan servicey shit in this one. Did you see... So I, I noticed some like little Easter eggs. I'm sure there's probably a bunch I didn't pick up on. I only noticed two. One was his phone ringtone at the wedding was the Sonic music. Okay. And the second was when they were designed, like there was the scene where the, the police chief back in the, the small town went to go investigate the, the coffee shop or whatever you see stone agent stone, like designing different outfits for Robotnik. So when he gets the Emerald or whatever, and the first one he's on is actually a design where Jim Carrey is like wearing a fat suit and he looks exactly like in the video. Game. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't think I caught that. So I caught that. I was like, oh, that's nice. And then there was other ones, which I'm sure maybe is also part of the comics or the, the video games. Um, no, yeah, I just think the family humor. Gavin laughed a lot. Just the dumb humor. I laughed more than I thought I would laugh in this film. I don't remember how much I laughed in the first one. Look, I can be a sucker for slapstick comedy. I really can, especially when Jim Carrey's involved. And he just says a bunch of stupid shit. And Jim Carrey can sometimes be the classic, just say a lot. And some of it sticks, some of it doesn't. But even the ones that don't stick... Just the way he delivers it, I'm fine with it. It's like not cringe when it's Jim Carrey. This is fine. It works. I laughed audibly <laughs> yeah. when he drank the coffee for the first time, like the actual coffee, and said, needs mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't laugh at that, but it's just, I, I was like, that was, that was fucking funny. I wonder how much of this movie they let him ad lib. I've got to imagine he has pretty much free reign to just say whatever <laughs> off the wall shit he wants. And you mentioned before we started recording the joke about there being good people on both sides. Yeah, like the, you did the bad Trump things, thing. I did bad things. <laughs> I, is this he? And like, even when he yells, his yells aren't like ah. It's like and word, and like yeah. it's into a word every time, and it's just so Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's it's classic Jim Carrey, and it's look, he's in a different stage of his life. He doesn't act much anymore. He's kind of gotten it seems like into an artsy stage, very philosophical. Yeah, um, which is great. I mean, he's entering. He's got fame and success and everyone's got to balance that their own way and you know not saying he hasn't been like this his whole life but maybe he's embracing it more it's nice that he at least went back for two more times and gave us classic jim carrey you know what i mean and it could have just been a paycheck i don't care because he he didn't half-ass it no he 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 gave the full it could have been like hey i'm getting ready to retire let's make two fucking movies get paid on it and then call it quits yeah but he still gave his full performance yeah. He said, you're getting Jim Carrey, and this next generation of kids who love Sonic are going to have their own Jim Carrey to remember. Exactly. I mean, because you look at his filmography, his last film was in 20, well, there was 2020 Sonic, but then there was 2016 Dark Crimes, which 
original title true crimes they changed the title dark crimes yeah it was like a serious movie if you see the picture you'll recognize the picture it, it, it was like a serious like thriller you know oh, yeah um i never saw it i'm sure it didn't do well and then sonic was the next thing and then before that he did dumb and dumber 2 or whatever dumb and dumber it was um in 2014 um so he hasn't really done much no like the last the last jim carrey movie i've seen ty like the newest jim carrey movie i've seen not counting anchorman 2 because i just he was very he was a fucking small ass cameo was fucking mr popper's penguins that was 2011 yeah that's wild he has not been i mean he was in kick-ass too i don't know how big of a role he played in that i haven't seen the kick-ass movies but i think he actually plays pretty decent role in that now that you say that, I think he plays, like, one of the main assholes. Okay. He just hasn't... This makes me want to watch more old-school Jim Carrey movies. Because, like, I just... I feel like I don't appreciate him enough. I watched Ace Ventura Pet Detective for the first time on a plane a few years ago. And I was laughing. It was stupid, but I was laughing. It, it's funny. It's funny watch. Oh, I hope he doesn't retire. Come back, Jim. One more. <laughs> Bring it back. Well... We'll just wait like years down the road when they're making Sonic Eleven and they guilt him into coming it like coming into it. And I'll just be like, My brother my brother Paul. But it'll be from like Sonic's account, but it'll just be like Vin Diesel guilt tripping and Dwayne into joining <laughs> fast. Yeah. It'll be the same thing with Jim Carrey. <laughs> and it'll work great. And if he does retire, I hope he finds peace. And I hope he doesn't come back for a Sundance movie, he comes back to be classic Jim Carrey. Yeah, I don't want no artsy shit in your philosophical age. Don't do it. I feel like he's probably got like a little bit of identity, maybe not identity crisis, but he seems like a very thoughtful and kind of person. And his kind of acting style is not that he he's the classic. I, I don't know this for sure, but if I had to make it, if we did a draft of like five celebrities you think would be nice, but are actually dicks if you meet him, I feel like he's in the running for that. No, that's the thing. You think he'd be nice, but I just have uh, I have a feeling. I don't think he'd be like, hey, how's it going? But I think he'd be very soft spoken and she'd be like, hey, it's nice to meet you. Okay. Just very low energy. I don't think he'd be an asshole. He seems too chill and down to earth to be like, hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, characters tie. Speaking of Jim Carrey, I liked him in this. The voice acting, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's more writing of the character. I gave this a 12. It was kind of middle of the road for me. Jim Carrey elevates it to a 12. Maybe so would have been like a 10 if it wasn't for Carrey. I like Carrey. And that brings it up to a 12. Yeah, I gave it a oh, I'm undecided. I'm right I'm right in the half. I'm I literally have it at a half point. I'm going to go 14. Oh, higher than me. A little bit higher than you. You wow. know I respect voice acting roles and you don't give voice <laughs> acting roles enough credit. I think Jim Carrey's good in this. I think he's a fun watch. Um I like the stupid cop dynamic and him being mm-hmm. undercover. I, I like him. He's funny. Uh James Marsden's fine. I liked I liked Knuckles in this and Idris Elba. Yeah. It gave so much of Drax vibes. It's not even funny. Yeah, just the aggressively serious, and it would not go over my head. My reflexes are too fast. Yeah. like that's a hundred percent something he would have said in this movie. Yeah, for sure. I liked that character. It was fun. Pounding Sonic. the glass when it was the little yeah, the hologram. The hologram and Jim yeah. Carrey's like trying to swipe it, and he just fucking smashes it. This is good shit. Tails was fine too. Didn't really yeah. It was, didn't really like him. I didn't really like Tails. Wow, it was fine. He's just there. He's fine. It's kind of a beta, big big time beta. Super fan too. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was fangirling over Sonic. Hey, that's okay. And Sonic's like, hey, I don't have any friends, so I'll tolerate you. Um, yeah, twelve for me. I, I just don't really know. It's like exactly what you expect to get is what I got out of this, and a twelve is a decent enough score for that. Jim Carrey was maybe a little bit better in the first one. But that's okay. Knuckles, like you said, it was it was a good direction for the character. Very Drax-like. I didn't think about that until right now, until you brought it up. But I don't know. I, I kind of like James James Marsden. Yeah, James Marsden. Well, I kind of like him. We didn't get a lot of him in this. And maybe that hurts my ranking a little bit. I remember liking him a lot in the first one. Well, I do feel like it's James Marsden and Sonic in the first one. And this one, it's Sonic now has his team of guys and tails. And, and, and that makes me sad. I don't want James Marsden to just go to the wayside. I do feel like we get enough James Marsden. I would have liked more, but it's not like he's not in the movie. Yeah, that's fair. But you probably could have made the exact same movie with him not being in it. <laughs> oh, a million percent. He's unnecessary. But I appreciate that they still included him in and still even like cut away to their Hawaii trip and gave him some screen time. You know what I fucking know him from that I just connected the dots on? 
What? He's in fucking Anchorman 2. He's Jack yeah. Lime. Yeah. I just connected the dots on Jack that. Jack Lame. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love that movie. I know you, you shit on it sometimes, but I fucking love that movie. Y- yeah, it's all right. Um, enjoyment's high. On a scale from 1 to 20, how much did you enjoy this film? <sighs> Give it a 14. I gave it a 14 as well. It's a fun watch. Wouldn't say it's my favorite. Again, aggressively not the category that this, like, I am not the target audience. Mm-hmm. Had a fun time with it. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Went to just the most packed theater I've been in in quite a while on a Tuesday night. <laughs> Discount Tuesday. Discount think- Tuesday fills the theater up. Well, Discount Tuesday fills the theater up for family movies. Yeah. you got to figure, if we're going to go see Morbius on a Tuesday night, whatever, it's a fucking shit movie, but... You know, you might get some couples, you whatever. Like, obviously, there's going to be more people because it's Discount Tuesday. But a family of four plus, that's where you want to take the kids. Discount yeah. Tuesday, yeah. We said we're saving on tickets. We're going Discount Tuesday. Yeah, it's and it's price. still opening week. Yeah, should seen that one coming, Ty. Yeah. Not to mention there was a shooting at our mall up here, which people left that theater and came to the other theaters. I'm sure they did. Heard yeah. people talking about that. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. It's terrible. Look, it's it's a fun watch to circle back to Sonic, and it's it's rewatchable. Like, I don't think I'll ever, I don't want to say ever, but I don't know if I'll like go out of my way to rewatch this film. But again, it's the hotel analogy. If I'm in a hotel room, I was just in a hotel room, Ty, and I was browsing the channels. I was thinking about this analogy. I was like, it makes <laughs> I'm so sure much you sense. Were. It makes so much fucking sense. And I just kept watching the Masters when I was in the hotel room. I oh. couldn't find one of these movies. None of the movies hit your hotel rewatchability. You know what did though on the flight to Denver? or flight home Avengers Endgame. I was on like the live TV that was on the live TV. And I was like, this is a, a hotel room. I see it on. I turned it on. It was at the point where they're testing out time travel and professor Hulk is turning Scott into like a child. And it just reminded me how much I hate fucking professor Hulk. So terrible. So terrible. God, but yeah, that, that's, this is one of those movies for me. You would, if you were on a hotel, if you're on a flight, just browsing through, you see Sonic too. You skip past it, check other options. You just hit play. I probably skip past to check other options, but it's it's getting circled back to. It's kind of like when like you're growing up and like there's people who'll be like, oh, if we're thirty and we're not married, then we'll get married. <laughs> it's kind of like that. You're like, if Sonic's there, I'm gonna keep looking. But if Sonic's still there in fifteen minutes, I'm watching Sonic. <laughs> I like it. I like that analogy. Yeah, that's that's your hotel room analogy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'll probably rewatch it again when I force my dad to watch it. Um, would you give it for a final score? Final score tie is a above the line and I'm happy because that means it would get a fresh and I felt like it deserved a fresh 67 out of 100. I thought I was going to give this a lower score than you. I gave it a 68 <laughs> one point higher 67 and a half. Why are you upset that you gave it a higher score than me? I just, I'm surprised just the way you were talking about it. I thought for sure. Like I was like, ah, oh, like Jay's going to like this more. He's going to give me shit for my score. No, I, I can understand it's an enjoyable movie, but it's not a fucking, like, a masterpiece. It's not. Well, I think what makes it, and maybe this one isn't as, maybe I would have ranked Sonic 1 higher, fresh off the gate, is because it was so surprising. You just expected it to suck. I did, at least. And it was actually good. So then Sonic 2, it's like I went in with that expectation. And it's like exa- it's exactly where I thought I was going to give it. If they don't make the character change on the design... Release the exact same movie, exact same lines, exact same story plots, but he looks the way he was supposed to. No one watches the. Everyone hates yeah. it, right? I thought you were going to ask me score. I'd say, well, it'd be like that's what I'm, fifteen what, points that's lower what for I'm, visuals. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I don't think it would have drawn as much attention, or maybe it does the opposite, and people were like, "I want to go see this fucking shit show." I, I think I would have probably seen the first Sonic the first time if that was the case. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm like, I got to see what this is all about. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting because it could have been the exact same movie. But yeah, if you look the way you did, because you can, ima- can you imagine Knuckles with that design and Tails with that design? Oh, God. Like, Tails would have been creepy as shit. Just this long, awkward, fucking bushy tail off that toddler a in a body. onesie. Yeah. Oh, God. It's not good, but. The- they worked out great. Tails. He was in the post credit scene. There has to be an animated scene of Tails looking like that. Release they need it. to release it, yeah. <laughs> release the fucking original <laughs> cut. I need it. I will pay however much for the deluxe edition to see this. Um, 67 and a half ties it with Vacation Friends. I feel like that's a fitting place to put it. Um, okay. Half a point above Red Notice. What the fuck is Red Notice? Um, Gal Gadot. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Johnson. Okay. Um, point higher than Mortal Kombat. Point higher than Godzilla versus Kong. I, I like where it's at. I feel like it's in a good spot. Yeah, it's just kind of in that middle of the road. Like these are, you know, they're fun enough movies. Nothing great about them, but they're fun watches, <laughs> and I don't hate them. Besides, so there's obviously some differences. There always is, but like we seem to grade these mid-tier movies very similarly. Last night in Soho and Zack Snyder's Justice League, back-to-back, 68 out of 100. Huge gaps between us, and that's you shitting on them and me liking them. Um, well, last night in Soho was my enjoyment score being a one. Yeah, that plays into it a lot. But, well, those – like, I'm saying when one of us gives a grade in the 60s, the other one typically gives kind of close for the most part. Um, I think just for the most part – I mean, there's some where we have bigger differences, but – just for the most part, we're always usually it's similar. Yeah, I mean we got a we got a fucking patent pending scale here. It gets we're objective. We break it down, and that's going to give it an accurate score. And that shows by how consistently close our scores are. Besides, you know, Hubie Halloween, the Tomorrow dog shit War. movie, dog shit movie, the Tomorrow War. Oh no, fucking! How dare you? <laughs> I was actually talking about that with Rye the other day. We're talk. I was like. What do you think our biggest difference is? And she guessed to be Halloween. I said, no, tomorrow we're 34 point difference. Tyler gave it a 70. Should Tyler give that movie a 70? Yeah. I give I it like a 52. Nah, I gave it a 53. Fucking, so I gave it a fucking 70. Where is it? I don't even see it on here. 106th has a consensus oh, of 53. Oh my God. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> that's a fuck. I want to watch that movie this weekend. Go ahead. I want to watch Tomorrow the Lord this weekend. Go ahead. I'm going to a show, so I'm working with like the trailers and shit, and I'm going to a show where it's like, oh, this manufacturer, it'd be like a Toyota show for everyone Toyotas, but it's RVs, yep. and they're going to have like toy haulers on display there. I should bring a DVD copy of the Tomorrow War and have that like the Best Buy wall <laughs> like autoplay movie. I should have that movie playing on one of the trailers. Well, it's Amazon Prime. You don't even need a DVD. You just get a fucking fire stick. There we go. <laughs> I like that a lot. What I'm gonna do that. Ridiculous that idea. feels like the perfect movie to just be playing in a Best Buy, and yeah. I just happen no, to want really to watch is. it this weekend. So I think that'll be great. That'll work out real nice. You're going over the weekend, Friday and Saturday. Fun. Yeah. So you get Monday off, uh, if I want it off. Okay. Left it up to me, which I appreciated. <laughs> so you want overtime, you get overtime. You want two day weekend, you get your two day weekend. Nice Ty. Um, before I get into random Rotten Tomato movie score, first, what is on the schedule next week, Ty? Do you have that up? On the schedule next week, Jay, we have Fantastic Beasts or uh, Grindelwald, where to find? I don't know, but the new Fantastic Harry Potter movie. Okay. Or what? It sounds like you're about to say or. No, the, the name of it is Fantastic Beasts. Or where to find, or. And where to when find. You put or in here, and then you put like arrows. Or or, or ambu lans or another or everything everywhere everything everywhere all at once is a fantastic film. I recommend everyone go see it. And instead of watching the Fantastic Beast movie, have you seen any Fantastic Beast movies? No, I I'm anti Harry Potter. I really don't want to watch them. Either. And I've seen the, the I've seen both of them. Didn't like either of them. I kind of want to see this one just so I could finish it. I feel like this. I've heard this one is the best of the. It's not even out yet. Like all the critic scores and everything, oh. they say it's better than the first other, you know, first two of the other ones. It's because Johnny Depp's not in it. Maybe he got paid to be in it. Got his full paycheck. Didn't shoot Did a single really? scene. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. I'm just excited for the week after that. The unbearable weight of massive talent. I can't fucking wait for the Nick Cage banger. I think Ty, you should go watch Everything Everywhere All at Once with Victoria. It's showing at Civic Plaza now, I believe. I think you should go watch that, and we should talk about it next week because. I saw it in Denver, and I don't want to give too much away, but I recommend it to anyone that wants to go see a, a film. I mean, I'm looking right now, Ty. I know you're busy on Friday and Saturday. Sunday, everything, everywhere, all at once. Three show times, 12, 20, 3, 35, 6, 50. You can make that work. Civic Plaza? Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and go then. You will go. And that's what we're reviewing? That's what we're reviewing next week because I want to talk about this film. I was shitting on it going in, not shitting on it, but Riley really wanted to see it. It's an A24 multi, A24 multiverse film. Okay. Didn't have high expectations at all. And I don't know. The longer I wait, the higher the score might get. Just going to say that. Now you're giving this really good, really good praise. You're saying your score is going up. What is its Rotten Tomato score right now? Critic score? 96. That's hard to beat. Yeah. Unbearable way to massive talent. 
It's 100. Is it really? Sitting at 100. 31 <laughs> reviews, 100%. 8.7 on IMDb. Are we going to give... Okay, so when we talk about wanting to see this movie, like, half of it was a joke, right? Because we like Nick Cage, but we expected it to be shitty. Am I wrong? I don't... I, yes. I think I did, but I was just more intrigued by what the fuck are they doing here. And it seems like they figured out something real fucking fun. So based on the trailer, this isn't a true Nick Cage story, right? This is like Nick Cage in an action movie. Like it's pretty much real life Nick Cage, but stuff happens to him like it's an action movie. Yes. I don't. I, I really like it is Nick Cage and he's playing Nick Cage. I Fuck it. Well, I'm going to read it off in two weeks. But unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, <laughs> actor Nick Cage accepts a $1 million offer to attend a wealthy fan's birthday party. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when a CIA operative recruits Cage for an unusual mission. Taking on the role of a lifetime, he soon finds he soon finds himself channeling his most iconic and beloved characters to save himself and his loved ones. He's gonna steal the Declaration of Independence, isn't he? <laughs> I kind of want to go on a Nick Cage movie marathon now. Oh, this is gonna be so much fun! I'm well. We got two great movies back to back: Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and then The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I'm looking forward to the next two weeks, Jay. And then after that is a. Uh... Excuse me, Doctor Strange, is it not? No, we have a May 4th. Uh, you have 65 slash memory. Okay. I don't know either of those. We'll discuss. Yeah, we'll look into it. Probably won't review either of those. Maybe we will, though. Then we get the Doctor Strange. Good three out of four weeks. I don't know. Maybe that third week will surprise surprise us. Random Rotten Tomato movie score to wrap up the podcast, tie. So this is probably the most random, but there's still a connection for me. I think about Sonic. I think about Sonic 2. They live in Montana. Somewhere like that. A lot of trees, a lot of wilderness. Yeah. Reminds me of a movie I saw as a 12-year-old boy. And that film is Yogi Bear. Okay. Did you know there's a Yogi the Bear The live-action animated? Film? Yes. Similar to Sonic for that. Came out in 2010. Who Has plays a- Who plays Yogi Bear in this? Um, Not the original guy. No, um, but I feel like it was a, like a decently named actor. No? Was it not? What's his name? Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, see? Justin Timberlake plays Boo Boo. Really? Hey, Boo Boo? <laughs> um, how was that? How was that? It's pretty fucking good, Jay. I'm not going to lie to you. you. I think f- that might be your best accent you've ever done. You're lying. You're just trying to fuck Impression. with Impression. It wasn't bad. Usually they're awful. That one wasn't bad. <laughs> Thanks, Ty. 54%. Wow, that was quick. Um, hold on. I got to go back. Uh, 13. Oh, 13%. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's 30, why we didn't get the franchise like we did Sonic. Even worse, 34 audience. That's insane. That's so bad. And it was short as fuck, too. An hour and 20 minutes. Oh, that's a that's a big time. We want to make a Yogi Bear thing. We have no idea what we're doing with it, but we want to make a Yogi Bear thing. So, I'll, I'll just follow up with another random. I'll give you two shots this week because it's Sonic 2. Okay. I don't know why I'm giving you two shots, Ty. Maybe this is the time. Um... Garfield. Actually, no. I'm not going to count it. We're going to do Garfield? No, I was going to do uh, the Woody the Woodpecker movie. <laughs> That's from, not a real movie. From 2017. It's a Netflix movie. Um, Live action and animated? Yeah. Um, it's only got eight reviews. It has a 13%, so one person gave it a fresh. Um, I watched this. I I, uh, I watched uh, my old boss at the Quakes. I watched his kid one afternoon before a game because um, he had to do something. So we were hanging out together, and he wanted to watch this film. And it was one of the worst films I've ever seen of all time. Okay. Have you seen the Garfield movie? I, I've told you the fun, fucking hilarious story about it. Don't look it up because I want to ask you the score on the Garfield movie. Oh, you're going to I want to switch it up a little so bit. So I have seen the Garfield movie. You I, have? I saw a – there was someone recording the Garfield movie with a camcorder when I okay. saw it. You know that Bill Murray voices Garfield. Yes, and it's it's he thought it was something else. and it, it, I know it's genuinely – generally – Thought of as a shitty movie. We've talked about it before. I'm gonna say 34, percent 15. It's, oh, I think shit. it's identical. It's like 15, 37. Okay, yeah. So right there with Yogi Bear. They just they did. Um, what the fuck's the one the one animated with the rabbit? The rabbit Paddington? live action? No, no, that's a Peter bear. Rabbit? No, that's a different rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Okay. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, that one's got in the 90s. Yeah, they peaked with that like action and animated. That was. What year do you think? This is another random Rotten Tomatoes, I guess. What year do you think Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out? 94. 1988. 
Yeah. 1980. It's impressive. My dad was 15. It's a fantastic movie. It's very good. They peaked with live action and animated, and then we had a dry spell. I think this is what brought it back, this movie right here. I'm sure there's probably a few examples you're just completely forgetting about, like Detective Pikachu. This one right here. I think Sonic came out before Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Look, I don't have anything to back that up. I'm entirely guessing. I don't know. We'll have to do some research. Um, that's all I got for you, Ty. <sighs> Sonic came out the day before my birthday in Japan. Nice. First one, 2020. Nice. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.